when I see a movie that moves me, that that heals me, that um, makes me think, that makes me angry, that or a story in theater, or even a painting or a song, I'm like, wow, I'm part of that group that is creating to make yes. you feel a certain way or resonate. Or it's a me thing, but also it's a collective thing. Welcome back to the Corner Talks podcast. I have my good friend here. How's it going, man? Happy to be back. No, it shouldn't be about anything. Like this is yeah. one life. Yep. One life? Like fucking yeah. do it. My guy. But she just got it. She totally understood it. 20 years old when I started just watching a lot of movies. How it, and it tells a story. I want to tell a story. Performer, entertainer, and artist. Gabriella Bonet. What's going on? How are you? Good morning. Hi, Daniel. Thank you for having me here at your show. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, of course. Uh, thank you. It's it's uh, an honor that you've uh, participated in this show. Um, you know, this is, has been going on for just over two years. I was explaining to you before the podcast. Um, and it's always gratifying to know that I've been, uh, you know, enriching creatives' lives, uh, helping them you know, navigate uh, the industry uh, through creative experiences uh, from the guests that I bring on. And, you know, it's very interesting uh, seeing that we've been uh, corresponding through Instagram because I've seen your profile pop up a few times and you being very supportive of my work as much as I am of yours. Uh, we finally have this opportunity to to meet, uh, I would say face-to-face, but virtually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. So Gabriella, um, as I said, we met through Instagram and for me, the platform consistently proves to be an engaging and opportune place for creatives like ourselves to converse and network uh, within the entertainment industry. Uh, so that's how, how I've been able to acquire so many guests and cultivated so many relationships was because of this podcast. So I owe it to this uh, platform. Um, but that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't uh, for the extension of the technology uh, that mm -hmm. granted me that opportunity. And that is Instagram. So mm -hmm. upon viewing your profile, uh, just going through, um, you know, what you've been posting and uh, doing some research, I've noticed you're, you have an affinity for the arts and performance among several pieces of content, right? So a lot of the things that you've been posting, uh, it's uh, very traditional in a sense, like uh, you're, you're a character actor, like a performer, um, very extravagant um, in your nature. And, and that's what I love. Uh, you're very expressive. So I want to know from you, why did you decide to pursue such an elusive career in acting? Elusive, the elusive. That is the word that is like popped the most. Because <laughs> yeah. that's how I. That's how I. I describe it. It's like when you think you have it, and sometimes it's not there. You know what I mean? Like, why are we crazy enough to pursue it? Yeah. I know. I know. We have to be insane to pursue this. I think. Of course. You know? Of course. <laughs> um, but at the same time, that elusiveness. Uh, I think everything worth. So good experiences in life are like that. You have to work hard. Um, and at the end of the day, you feel like so good that, okay, maybe I got closer to this, to this, that I want this step. Yeah. Um, I, I think it has morphed during the years. Mm -hmm. Uh, initially I consider myself a very shy kid or very introverted. Oh, wow. And Interesting. I discover a theater. Oh, you, I have to say Yes. Instead of me pursuing it, it came one day. This is sounds like it's like it. it came one day to my house, to my living room. Okay. I have uh, an aunt that she's a playwright, a playwright, and uh, one day she she wrote a play and she needed a kid and a girl 
And so she came one day to my house and say like, hey, um, we're gonna play this game. I'm gonna give you some things to do. And she was auditioning me. I didn't know that was happening. I was like nine years old. Wow. Um, you didn't know you were being well, auditioned? I didn't know anything oh, wow. about That's awesome. Yeah. being auditioned. You were being yourself. <laughs> yes, just myself. Right. And so she just auditioned me. I got the part. And then that how the journey started. So it, it it was like I was uh it came to me in a way. I mean, I always been surrounded by 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 artists and my family and all that, but that was officially like the first like uh beast on Yeah, like introduction to the industry. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, the playwright. And this was a relative of yours, you were explaining, right? Yes. Or someone yes. close to you. That's amazing. And it's very interesting that you said you were very shy, introverted. I noticed a pattern. Um, with unknown and famous uh, actors and actresses, like even people that come on this podcast, uh, they often say that. And and I find it baffling, baffling and intriguing at the same time, right? Because like I know De Niro and Pacino, they you see their performances and they come across so extroverted and in real life, they're not. So that juxtaposition, right, is highly fascinating. I guess I would describe that myself, you know, being a writer, director. Um, I guess I could use the excuse that I can hide behind the camera. So why would I need to be extroverted? But in a way, I was very introverted growing up, um, more so reserved. Like I just kept to myself. I didn't really feel the need to be so social. And I, I just learned um, as I navigate this business, um, as I come into my own as a director, that you really need to uh, pull those qualities of an extrovert uh, when needed, right? Whether it's cultivating a relationship or um, acquiring um, some sort of contact in, in your network, building a foundation for yourself. Did you find that um, you needed to transform um, as a person, like change, or do you still believe you're like the introverted self that you are? That, at the beginning, yes. At that first experience, I feel like it took a lot of effort for me to actually go there and allow okay. myself to just be on stage because theater is like my first love. Yes, it's yes. Super theater. Awesome. Um, but then uh, I stopped and I, I, I pro, pro, um, focused more on dancing after that. Okay, um, great. And then I went back to to theater and actually it was just like, it was very liberating when I went back to it. Mm -hmm. I remember even my parents went to see a show that I was doing and they were, they told me, we were looking at each other. We couldn't believe that that was you because it's such a different, it's just, I think it gives you the permission to just be, literally be, and you're so vulnerable, yes. so present that there's, you can just thinking about what you have to do is you just do it yeah. so I think that actually helped me eventually to like getting more comfortable with myself uh to to be able to speak sometimes when I went when I was a child I was very very uh uh like yeah. pitch and like I was reserve like, reserve like to yourself or stuff and then I feel like that really helped to like, okay, no, I'm just going to be me. And this is unapologetic, unapologetically me. Um, That's awesome. And, and I, I feel like, yeah, sorry, no. go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. That uh, I feel like it, 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 it that's um, throughout the years, mm -hmm. it comes and goes. That feeling of introverted and extroverted and, and it's just like a constant, like. It fluctuates. Yes, it does. It does fluctuate after the That's pandemic. Also, that I feel like, oh my god, I do really like like to be in my with myself in my cocoon. But my my career requires to actually open. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 
I laugh because um, that's that's so true. The pandemic definitely brought out uh, like people, those that complained in the pandemic were highly extroverted and those that didn't were highly introverted like ourselves, right? Um, for me, I use it as a time to capitalize and grow, uh, you know, my my craft and my business, 94 Productions. But um, at the same time, like there is that, uh, you know, desire to like get back into human connection and, and get out there back in the world. But I know exactly what you mean. Like if we're not careful as uh, introverts <laughs> or us recluse people, we can just stay in a, in a room. You know what I mean? We'd be happy with our thoughts. I think the only thing, I don't know if uh, you agree with me on this. The only thing for me that kind of gets me out of that cocoon or pushes me is that desire uh, to pursue the arts, right? Like that, that need to, to follow this passion. Um, that was what pulls me out. But when I was younger, like as a teenager, especially like coming into my twenties, I really was happy. Like my friends would call me and be like, yo, why don't you want to come on? I'm like, I, I don't know. I just don't care. Like I'm, I'm kind of happy. Like I find things to do. I'm busy. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I had a lot of extroverted friends. So they were just like confused at the concept, but you and I can relate on that. Uh, would you say it's the same for yourself? Like that the, the craft or, or, or what's required of you to pursue this passion pulls you out of being an introvert? Yes. And what you, what you said about connecting also connecting with other people like that's what storytelling is like yes i am going through this experience for you the yes, audience it's true so so i'm i have a i have a teacher that says an acting teacher that they say um that is basically like you're putting on your armor and you're gonna go fight the dragon i yeah. as the actor, i'm gonna do that for you yeah. the audience, and i'm gonna <laughs> bring you in my adventure and then you the audience are going to become me because then you're going to go through all these emotions and experience so that's also what I do it I love it because I can get to connect in a deeper level and also like just explore that other side of me or yeah. allow myself to go there or um having I mean I don't I I don't I don't choose a story. Auditions come and like these are the 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 characters and stories that I'm being given to. So I just have to allow myself and accept um that and that is very thrilling. Um yeah. to also like get to experience different experiences of life. And yeah, that's sure. their connection. So yeah, well, that's how you, I, I believe that's how a lot of like the master actors, right? Master class actors um come out of their their shell is they treat it as they're embodying someone else, right? So it's not as fearful because uh, the audience, right? If it's a bad performance, not that it is, or if it's something that um, we question or intrigued by, whatever have you, like we're not judging you. We're not perceiving you. We're perceiving the character you're portraying, exactly. right? So it's like a protective barrier. So like you said, like you're putting on the armor to battle a dragon, um, whether that's the plot or the audience, you know what I mean? Like it's it's uh, kind of understandable um, why a lot of introverts uh, are able to become actors in that sense. Um, and like I said, if I had the talent or the inclination, I would definitely pursue it. I've been told many times you should try your hand at it. Um, well, you should. Man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I just, I, I feel like, because people have told me, like, I have some sort of charisma to me, but um, I just don't, I love the behind the scenes, like, like actually controlling the vision, if that makes sense. Um, but you never know, right, in life where it could take me, right? Maybe I'll direct myself in a performance. I don't know. That would be amazing. You yeah, that would be, right? <laughs> yeah. I'll come back to you on that. <laughs> yes, I'll please. send you a direct link. <laughs> por favor, por favor. But, and also yeah. what you said, you are, you're holding the the magic part of all of it is yes. there in the behind the scenes. What is going on all around, so you're only seeing this, the actress or whatever, the actor. Right, right, right. Like, there's so much going on behind 
um and that's where you come and you know so yeah, that's, yeah no i'm saying like i said that's what just like fascinates me um but uh yeah you never know with this this career right even for yourself like you might transition one day maybe become a producer or a director yourself um a lot of actors have proven that right um that yes. they just like tra- they just uh transition in, in their in their roles right they kind of like elevate um or evolve i should say as they mm-hmm. uh, navigate the industry so that's really cool to hear and um you know again looking at your profile another thing that kind of stood out to me was uh it's at the acronym usc which i believe is the university of california southern california am i correct yes exactly. perfect <laughs> awesome so i want to know from you how did attending the university of southern california facilitate this uh, artistic endeavor to be an actor um so it was like in every aspect of my life. I was born and raised in Puerto Rico. Nice. And I came directly from Puerto Rico to to California to to pers- to do my master's at in acting at USC. Nice. So for me, USC became um it was like it was an eye-opening experience like in my perspective of the world it's just it just expanded. Um I didn't know as a Puerto Rican I mean, we're from an island, uh, but how isolated we were, and we were just surrounded by all the Puerto Rican. I mean, we're we're exposed to many things, but we were just with other Puerto Ricans. So when I came here, um, I had co in my cohort. I had people from South Korea, Macedonia, Africa, um, different parts of the of the world, Chile. Uh, that I that I think that experience of like being exposed to all these different cultures in the university environment it i think what that was what really like i don't know um helped me grow in a way like adapting to to the language to the culture to all that Mm -hmm. i it gave me the opportunity to bring all these things of my life right and, and then at the end of the day those things translate to your acting of course so it was all uh intrinsically related um i am and then usc i I had the the luxury to for three years from 10 to 6 to 11 to depending if we had rehearsals to be just uh, nurturing my craft Uh, singing lessons acting lessons voice lessons movement uh, so it's it's a luxury the fact that I was able to to do that for for that long um, and only do that full time and then eventually yeah uh, you know it's it's a network um, you meet people of other also disciplines and it's just it's very nurturing to be part of it I also have to say <laughs> nobody in the audition room is gonna ask me oh let me see your master's degree or your certificate like it's right. really- Thing. but definitely USC gave me a lot to work on with myself and it was kind of yeah. like a decontract <laughs> is the word compartmentalize yeah. or yeah, como que. it was a way of like I wish I spoke Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like maybe I can help you but no no um see it deconstruct myself oh deconstruct yeah break down and explore, right right break down myself and explore mm-hmm. and, the other got it, got it. Of me, and then put him back together a little bit yes more. yes and also reveal to you that you're more complex right than meets the eye like it's not you're Definitely. not black and white like i want to be an actor or an actress i mean it's uh you're, you have all these different facets uh that make you creative right and how do we kind of channel them implement them 
to make you the best um, artist there can be, right? Um, I really liked a lot of what you said about attending USC, where it's not like you need a degree or you need some sort of certificate to become an actor or an actress. But um, at the same time, um, it helps you. That's why I said to facilitate uh, your artistic endeavor. Uh, clearly, what you described is it helped you hone and refine your skills um, as an artist. And it's interesting that you said you were not um, introduced to diversity or you weren't uh, familiar with that uh, notion, right? Like you had all these uh, different people from walks of life uh, come into your your community, your circle, right? And what happened was is um, it uplifted you and it elevated you, uh, forced you to, to see different possibilities, right? And learn from them and be inspired by them. And I related to myself because uh, I'm not from Puerto Rico, <laughs> but I am from the suburbs. And uh, just outside of Toronto, and Toronto is a big, diverse city, um, and it's a, considered a filmmaking hub uh, for entertainment. And, you know, growing up in the suburbs, especially uh, being a predominantly Italian area, because I'm Italian myself, I was only used to hanging out with Italians, literally. Um, and as fun as it is, a lot of respect to them. I never was introduced to hanging out with a lot of friends that are now, like from different, all, all different races and cultures and things like that. Um, and that's allowed me to uh, expand my horizons with filmmaking, uh, my palette, like the, the way I tell stories, the way that they're conveyed. And I enjoy that because I don't, I never envisioned myself being this pigeonholed kind of like director of only telling stories for Italians. You know what I mean? I've always imagined myself telling a great story. And if that involves an Asian, it involves an Asian. If that in, involves telling the stories of um, the Latino community, then so be it. Right. So um, I really ad uh, admire that. And it's amazing how like you know, even though we come from different places, right, you're from Puerto Rico, and I'm from a small suburb called Vaughn <laughs> outside of Toronto, uh, we have very similar experiences, you know what I mean? So that's awesome. And I'm so happy that, you know, attending the school um, helped you, uh, like contributed uh, to your success, um, like your career as an, as an artist. For me, I never attended film school, I never had that opportunity. Um, I, I used to really believe it was a detriment, like, oh, no, like, what, I, I didn't go to film school, like I won't be able to get this job or that job or people won't take me serious. And what I learned that it's far from it, the only mm -hmm. opportunity that I really missed out on is the network and the people that I would have met, um, you know, the, the chance to make a film years before I even made my first one. That's the only thing I really truly missed out on because it was very challenging for me to go to networking events and tell people I like movies and film and they're like, well, who are you? Because a lot of them, it, it, it's like a somewhat of a cult in a way where like a lot of people know people and they're just like, who are you? So I felt it was a lot of times felt like an outsider, um, but that just makes more my story, right? That's what makes my story unique and makes me uh, to be a tenacious individual and why it proves to me I need to pursue this passion, this dream of mine uh, since I've uh, thought of it when I was a child, right? So um, good on you for attending a, a film institution. I, I love that. Uh, I love that it has supported your career. Um, I want to know from you now, like, why was your decision to be in the arts worth it to you? Like, why do you continue to do it, even if you face challenges or self-doubt? Um, yeah, things like that. Well, uh, I love that part of, like, what you were saying about, like, at the end of the day, we're all human. Yes. And we all share that experience. And we're all in this world. Um, and I think it was Brecht that said there's no cure for that. So Right. Um so I think what the word like is that, that I can, it is painful and sometimes it is uh -huh, like, why am I doing this to myself or why am I keep pursuing this, which is like, it's hard and it's, 
and and I think sometimes it's so personal, but at the same time it's not because it's the character and I mean a lot of things. But at the end of the day, when I see a movie that moves me, that that heals me, that um, makes me think, that makes me angry, that or a story in theater or even a painting or a song, I'm like, wow, I'm part of that group that is creating to make yes. you feel a certain way or resonate or and it's 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 a it's a me thing but also it's a collective thing mm -hmm. and I just feel it's it's it has to be in my life and uh I it, it yeah it's just it's such a very it's a, it's a very como se dice difficult Difficult to articulate, right? Like describe. Difficult to it, yeah. Because what it is, what is it? And it, it's changing. The older I get, other things come to mind, other realizations. Um, but I do want to keep telling stories, right? And I think that's what uh, keeps us like even progressing as a society as well. Like we keep going back, like of course. And putting a mirror to nature i think i'm butchering the quote but <laughs> like we go back and we reflect on that and we go forward and we have uh um predictions of the future and and with science fiction and we go to classic pieces i don't know it's just that that constant reflection of us as human beings and i'm very excited and interested about that Yeah, I think what it is, is like you're fascinated to tell the perfect story or your story. And it's that mm -hmm. like chase. Um, I often say, I think that's what a lot of creatives are in this business. It's for me, right? Like a writer, director, I, I just, there's so many stories I've written and I have this compulsion to tell them. And for yourself, right? Like as an actress, you probably have this compulsion to tell or portray, I mean, a character that you idolize or fantasize about. Um, you're looking forward to that script that really like pulls you in and says, well, I could do this part justice, right? And it'd be the defining one. And it's interesting that you said, as you get older, you have different realizations. I, I'm curious though, like has the passion, um, the, like the, the motivation ever faded in pursuing this? Oh, oh sometimes. Also, yeah, like, yeah. Go up and down. <laughs> okay, like, good. Constantly. Um, and I think that's normal. And I hope it does. It, no, it happens to me. Work. It happens to the best of us for sure. <laughs> it should work like that because it is yeah. hard. Yes, yes. It is it is it is raw and and brutal sometimes um but also when you actually do the job and when you connect and when you it's actually very rewarding at the same time it's like yeah. going to it's like going to a, a roller coaster and it's like ah i'm gonna die and then yeah. at the end, oh my god that was amazing i want to yeah. do it again. So that's how i feel um and then yes i feel like now I just want to keep working like maybe when I was younger I was like ooh I want to be recognized and I want I want fame and I want this and, right. and at this point of my life yeah that happens good but it's more like I just want to work as an actor like a full time I enjoy like, it yeah I appreciate it I want to do this just want to yeah. so yeah that, that's what I mean why like it's just the the like the it it has changed the maybe it's become the, a little bit more focused like in the sense that when yeah. you're much younger I, I i believe that too like especially me like when i was entering my 20s 
if you were to talk to like my teenage self, right? I would be like, yeah, I want the fame, the glory. Um, and as much as I still like enjoy those aspects, right? Like how cool would it be? Because for me, I, I'm not, uh, you know, bashful about it. Like I really do want to be big and make it big because um, I just want my stories to be seen worldwide. And just to create this multimedia empire, I always have this fascination. But at the same time, what humbles me and kind of like makes me more grounded is to understand that it takes time to get there and we need to focus on one project or task at a time no matter how mundane or or you know insignificant it is it needs to be done right kind of things so too much of us want to get to the big goal get to the top and we have to understand that it's a process it's a marathon so i can understand and appreciate what you mean by you know you gotta you, you as you get older you get i i believe it's a maturity right like you start to understand like it's not a fairy tale where it just happens in a blink of an eye. Like it, it's, it's over time. It's a constant hustle. It's a constant grime and it's better that way. Right. Because something long lasting doesn't happen instantaneous. Doesn't happy happen easy. Right. Mm -hmm. And as my friends would tell me all the time, they remind me because they know how much, how bad I want it. They say, when it hit, when, when it hits, it's going to hit. You know what I mean? Like I've always, it always stuck with me. It's like, you're right. Like as I keep pulling back that punch, right. As I keep doing these little things like this podcast, um, coming, having guests like yourself, building a community, uh, putting out my name, Daniel Calderon and my brand 94 productions. Eventually when, you know, that time hits or like I make that film that really resonates with the market, the community, um, people will like yourself say, Oh, I remember him, or he was a great, great person to talk to. And I, I believe I'll have more of a, um, an impactful, uh, presence, if that makes sense. Yes. yes. I understand that. Awesome. So as, as we talked about uh, many times, uh, you are, have a Puerto Rican background. And mm -hmm. I thought this was really cool because I don't, I don't believe I've had a guest from Puerto Rico. Look at um, you. Yeah, yeah. So this is like a first. Uh, unless someone didn't uh, tell me that they were from Puerto Rico. Maybe they were hiding that from me. But I, I know, we're very cool. proud. We'll, we'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to say. So then you're the first. Um, and it's an honor, right? Like, that's, that's why I love doing this podcast because I'm uh just ad admiring different uh, backgrounds and uh the diversity right that i can bring on uh to show that we come from all walks of life um and as for the entertainment industry primarily in movies and television we begin to become i, I see that we're they're trying to become more progressive in their social values and even though that uh some people still question whether diversity and opportunity is ev evident for ethnic individuals and mm -hmm. i'm curious from yourself like how would you describe your experience in the film business as a puerto rican actress um well it never like the first I'm gonna go, okay let me sure. myself. the first time I arrived here I was considered an Afro-Latina I never heard that concept oh wow never life. heard it either actually. <laughs> and then I they even made an interview for USC like oh so do you consider yourself an Afro-Latina and like they just labeled you that without yeah giving... like no oh, no wow. asking me like oh do you consider and then there's so many labels yeah like, especially in this country that is very and that was a culture cultural shock when i first arrived i, I understand um, but as a puerto rican i mean i'm puerto rican i cannot deny that uh, i also have an accent of course uh, yeah and I think that that aspect of the Puerto Ricanness yeah. is what I uh, focused mo more on on grad school, and not because they told me like, oh, you have to get rid of that island the country. They always were like celebrating our diversity and like how colorful we were and like all that. But for me, 
that aspect of like, oh, I have to turn it down a little bit. So I'm like more accepted or like I get more um, opportunities. And that was my mentality at first. And I worked very hard at school to right. try to turn it down. And then I was like, you know what? No, this is me. This is, this is my, this is me. This yes. is my ass. So I have to say that it doesn't, it it doesn't i'm still an actor that auditions like it doesn't it hasn't interfered yes i have an accent and maybe but nobody nobody has told me like oh no we want to we don't want to audition because you sound puerto rican or you sound a certain way or it does como te digo you notice an undertone like like do you feel like sometimes you don't get a role because of that um i mean sometimes they're just looking for something very specific yes and, yeah Sometimes I'm not that. Or sometimes, right. oh, actually, we want that, that she Right, has. right. So I was struggling with that at the beginning because of my, what I thought of how I should sound or how I should be to be accepted. But at the end of the day, it's my essence. It's what you bring that actually gives you the part or no, or not. Yeah. There's actually a very interesting documentary uh, of Raul Julia. He's a Puerto Rican actor. He died a long time ago. Right. But it's a documentary of the in the 80s that he's doing Taming of the Shrew, a Shakespeare play nice. with Meryl Strip. Oh wow. <laughs> it's like a PBS, a PBS documentary. It's very okay, old. Great. And and he, he's being interviewed and he's he's saying, no, because you have to use our Puerto Ricanness to do this and do that. And yeah, he yeah, yeah. was one of the well, he was with Meryl Strip, like there, head and head with her. Crazy. So when I saw that video, when I saw what he said as another Puerto Rican fellow actor, I was like, yes. Yes. I mean, maybe I will cut myself a little short because they're looking for, you know, we're still mm -hmm. in the United States and there's a certain way that people sound. But okay. also, that's another question. We all sound differently. We are, this is an immigrant um, country. Like, there's yeah. so many different you know so i think the industry little by little is like embracing that uh, i've even had roles that says oh puerto rican or puerto rican accent which is like oh my god oh my god yes i, yeah, I could do it <laughs> yeah or put a filter or yeah, yeah yeah so it's been i think it's been it's been good i cannot complain it's been good it's just the hustle and you just have to keep going and and yeah it, as an actor i think you, i should have i have to have the flexibility to to play with that and yeah, yeah. no I, i i admire everything you're saying um you know it just uh speaks it's a testament to your uh work ethic right um you're not just blaming it like um you know oh it, it's my ethnicity i'm not getting the parts it's kind of like you're assessing it for what it is it's like sometimes I'm not the right part. It's not for the right role. Um, or sometimes, you know, they're looking for something specific and even that, right. It's, it's like, it depending on how hard you work for it. Or, and also, um, if you fit the role, right. Essentially that, um, which was going to lead to my next question, but you answered it, uh, beautifully. Um, and I know it's heartbreaking sometimes to, to not get something you really desire. Um, but it's even more discouraging to believe, you know, it's about your ethnicity, um, or where you come from, because I, I don't feel it's that way. Um, I know there's undertones and I know there's some like uh, shady things going on sometimes in the world, but for the most part, we've progressed as a society and it's relieving to know that you've, um, 
you have that experience uh, for yourself, like auditioning for roles, that there's never that, um, you know, racial bias or anything like that. Um, well, they and, haven't told me. You know, they <laughs> haven't told you. You never well, know, right? I, yeah, I should say I mean, you never know. We do also have to, yes, there is, there's a history of that. Of course, of course, before, yeah. And I just erased that. And for I sure. think it could still happen. Yes, of course. But to me, it hasn't. Um, right. And I guess, yeah, what you said, to just get prepared as much as you can. And it's more about like, what can you bring? How do you tell the story then? How do I look? Though, yeah, I mean, well, it's connected, but yes, yes. I understand what you're saying, yeah. I feel like, yeah, the, the only reason why I asked that because again, you're you're um, very proud, you know, coming from Puerto Rico. And again, you, you could tell by your accent, right? You're um, coming from that background and, it's, I wonder if, if you ever feel that um, uh, in that challenge um, when you're trying to get a role and maybe you feel like just like they haven't told you, but there's like, oh, did I not get it because they're looking for something? Yeah. And probably, yes, definitely. I think right, definitely, right. especially at the beginning, uh, I graduated in 2018 and I was also like scared. It was a new world. I was just been in, in the university for three years in this bubble safety net. Of course, yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, this is now this is where it starts. Um, but it has been started a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. Um I what I was saying. But I think I, I definitely at the beginning sometimes because I couldn't express myself how I wanted it because I didn't have the same vocabulary as I do in Spanish I would feel like inarticulate or and that would get into my head and then that that would that wouldn't help me to let it flow so definitely maybe well maybe there was a time that not because every anyone else was telling me just myself like oh they're not gonna like this because I have this very thick accent or I have this or I don't know it was okay. more me my mind yeah yeah it, it was it was onto your own like it was coming more from yourself like your own self-esteem like your own thoughts on yeah. how you perceived yeah like the situation and um you know that's just us creatives right we get in our own head <laughs> whether um, it's about where uh our ethnicity or our background um or even our own uh craft right like what we can produce um, I'm often guilty of that. I'm going through that right now, right? It's just like this imposter syndrome. It's so weird. Like, I don't know what it is. It's like, you've been told repeatedly, like, you got this, you're talented, keep going, whatever. And it's like, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just, it is what it is. And I listen to Joe Rogan a lot. And he said, if you're not feeling that, that means um, you're like, you're delusional, right? Like, because someone that has imposter syndrome is most likely someone always looking to improve or how to become better. Right. And um, I took that to heart, you know, because I, I think that's what it is. Right. I, I'm very hard on myself because I want to become better and the best um, and I don't settle. Right. So sometimes when I have those moments, as much as maybe sometimes they're not as healthy, um, it's reassuring to know that uh, it's because I have a, uh, I set myself up for a high standard um, mm -hmm. and, and I won't see any I won't settle for anything less. So that that's good on you. That's the impression I get from yourself. Right. It's kind of like. You're not one of those like social justice warriors. You don't like, oh, I didn't get that part because of Puerto Rico. And it's like, no, maybe I didn't prepare. Maybe I wasn't, uh, you know, the right look or, or you know, I, I just, it wasn't for me, right? Like maybe they were looking for someone else with a different charisma. Like I, I admire people like that, you know what I mean? Because um, obviously we don't know for sure, but for mm -hmm. the most part, most likely uh, speaking from a director's position, um, 
directors are very particular on a look and a, and a certain way in which the actress uh, or actor is to portray a character. And mm -hmm. I think the key is to not take it personal, right? It's like, um, it just comes down to really like what they're looking for. And again, you're in this business with the full concept, the full understanding that it's subjective, right? You're not in accounting. It's mm -hmm. not like you didn't get the role, even though you got a CPA, you know what I mean? You got all these credentials. Then that would be a raising eyebrow. Like, well, I don't understand why I didn't get the role if I have all these exper experience and credentials, right? Yeah. But in the arts, I often explain to people, like it really does come down to like subjectivity, like who's viewing you, right? And that's why I always say it's a sprinkle of luck. People don't want to hear like luck. They get, they, they, they hate that word. They want to, they want to believe like they're in control and they are, but I just, I really do believe that. Like sometimes it's just that extra push that unforeseen, you know, things um, can make that happen. Do you, do you agree with me on that or am I completely I off? do. I definitely, okay, okay. I have a friend that she says, Gabriela, one day someone is going to see, it's like a relationship. Someone is yeah. going to see you and they're going to fall in love with you and you're going to fall in love with them. And it's going to work, but you just have to, yeah. Uh, you keep know, putting yourself out there, right? <laughs> you have to keep putting yourself out there. And then one day. One day. Exactly. I like that. I like that analogy because it's true. It's like a relationship. Like um, people often say like, you got to work on yourself and put yourself out there. But at the same time, we're dealing with human beings, right? We can't just force relationships. Like if two people click, if there's chemistry, then they'll click. Right. Um, so I like that. Yeah. Your friend's onto something for sure. <laughs> Great. So many creative individuals often approach moments in their career when they have reflected on past projects and future ones. Um, what projects have you been involved with that helped define you to be the artistic uh, person that you are today? Um, I mean, there are many projects, but the first project that actually made me realize like, oh, I can do this. I can actually do this. Uh, I was doing this project in the University of Puerto Rico. Right. Uh, and we went to the French Festival in Scotland. Okay. And that was another eye-opening experience okay. where I saw people of literally every part of the world and, yes, yes. and all yeah. that. And I'm like, oh, wow. People you haven't seen before, right? Yes. Yeah. Language that's had all everything. Right, um, right. And that made me, oh, I actually also can 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 do this as well. Um, and I've been just the experience of like of like there was this was like a traveling theater company. So we had to adapt to to different scenarios or different spaces or and also in Puerto Rico, um, we don't have, I mean, we do have resources, but it's like everything that we do we make it ourselves most of the right. time like we have uh someone give us giving us money to like oh we can buy this no we actually have to make this Got so it. that base of doing theater back home actually really helped me to like if i'm gonna do it i have to do it myself you cannot just rely on someone else or it's part of a collective or it's part of like we all are in the in the arena doing it understood um also i did a solo performance once that helped me to that also gave me that that reaffirmation that oh i can write and i can act and i can perform and i can actually do the whole thing right uh, and that really like yeah inspired me to to actually like do it myself. 
not to do it myself. I have to do it myself always, but you know, I have the possibility to create content and to be the owner and an artist in a way. And, and in December, I did a, a short film, a USC thesis film, nice. where it was emotionally very challenging. Wow. Like it was it was about abortion. Oh, wow. Very sensitive yeah. subject. <laughs> very, yes. Yeah, yeah. It, it required a whole week of getting into that world. You know, wow. To really go to the... Emotionally, it was very demanding extremely demanding and I feel like a year ago or a year and a half ago I wasn't able to do something like that and it just happened and I was able to do it everything that the director asked I did it just fell into, fell into place yeah uh-huh and I feel like oh and yeah, that was a stepping stone for me knowing like I can do this yeah yeah of course <laughs> Was it political? Is that what made it emotionally demanding as well? Or like what, what I'm saying was the script leaning towards uh, the right side? Like this is how abortion should but be. You know viewed? what? It's very interesting because it, it doesn't give you a side. It's just Oh, her, good. Okay. Well, no, I'm my, saying those are the most powerful scripts, right? Like the ones that are ambiguous. Like you you have to decide as a viewer, like where yeah, you start. Yeah. I, 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 I was the lead and I went through the process and like it's just the aftermath of going through an abortion. Of course. And, but it doesn't awesome. tell you necessarily this is wrong or this is good or doesn't tell you that yeah it's, just, it's up to the audience experience yes yes this person went through that's awesome yeah and uh, and uh that is something <laughs> very challenging but again as actors and actresses you guys uh would embrace roles like that right like those are meaty roles as they say like you really explore um your emotional uh, range um and how you can convey uh justice to the character uh, that you're portraying right because these are real life characters those those the best i think performances um or what actors and actresses seek the most is those that explore the human condition um mm -hmm. right like if you're a true artist and someone coming from theater right like you would understand this respect this like al pacino often said this he loves the theater for that reason because it's raw like you're in the in in the presence of the audience right there's no cuts there's no mute like there's music, but there's no like flashy visuals or anything to distract the the, the viewer while you take a break <laughs> or you can never do another take. Right. It, it's like just um, so unfiltered and uh, you feel naked almost. Right. Um, but that's what the best actors are capable of doing is portraying real life, because in real life, you know what I mean? Like when you're doing um, portraying that uh, woman that was suffering uh, with an abortion. Right. Or contemplating um, on how to proceed. Uh, this isn't like a film or a television script. This is like someone you're possibly portraying uh, who knows uh, at, at this given moment that's going through it, right? Like how would they react truly, right? That's believable. So um, good on that. I'm, I'm really happy that you you actually have an experience that uh, helped your artistic way and, and defined you. Because um, it's very important, right? To look back uh, on projects we worked on and really reflect on like the ones that have shaped us. I know for myself, there's been a num numerous uh, short films, whether it's the people I've worked with or a script that I helped bring to life um, that I'm really proud of. Um, it's it's made me like a better director and um, just assured me that I was on the right path because a lot of times, again, imposter syndrome, <laughs> we don't yes. know if we're doing, <laughs> if we're doing well with ourselves. Um, but this uh, really helped me uh, to get to a, a good point in my career. And uh, I'm happy that it did the same for yourself um, with the past projects you've been involved with. Yeah, thank you. Thank awesome. You. Yeah, so 
other than the, the, the positive things, right. Like, uh, that's helped define you to, to, to this day, like uh, as an artist, I'm curious about if there's any moments, uh, in your career that you consider a failure, um, and how they inspired you to become even better at your craft, like pick yourself up. Well, I feel, I feel like every audition item book is a failure. Oh but... no, <laughs> that's great. I have a lot of those, a yeah. lot. Right. Um, but I was I was hearing someone said the other day every every no every failure is getting closer to a yes. It's getting right. you closer to a yes. Yes. And I was like, oh, that changed my framing. So that's good, I guess. Um. But I feel failure, I've been wanting to create my own content for a while. Right. Show up and sit down and actually do it. And I think that's the biggest failure I have encountered. Because opportunities just come and come and keep coming and going. And like, as long as I keep going and trying and thriving, that's okay. When I have put myself to do something and I haven't, done it or show up for myself that's what I consider a failure um mm-hmm. I'm guilty even... of that too <laughs> I just want to mention like you're not yeah. alone <laughs> yeah so th- even those those auditions that I didn't get it's not it's it's just part of it um I I wanna I auditioned for for in the heights the movie the Louis, uh... in the heights it sounds familiar actually yes Emmanuel Miranda is that it's so they did the Broadway show. I think it was two thousand eight. I don't know. It was a long time ago, and now they re we did they did the movie like three years ago, I guess. Oh, and I wow. auditioned for it, mm-hmm. and I got a call back with the with the director, the producer, with everyone. Okay. Like the big, the big guys. Right. And I did a great job, and then they called me. Oh, you're in the mix. They're actually considering you. And then I didn't get it. And I felt that that was the biggest failure because it was me, the character. I mean, it's a Latina. It's, I don't think it was Puerto Rican, but it was from the Caribbean. It's New York. Like, I would tell myself, how is it possible that it didn't work if it's me? Like, this is literally me, the epitome of me. And they didn't see that. Or, I mean, there's so much more, more involved. <laughs> it's not yeah. only it's not. It's, there's so many things involved. But at the moment, I felt like that it was a the biggest failure because it was so close to me and not even that was given to me Interesting. but then i then it's like well that's part of the game yeah um but i think each failure just makes me be better so that's good i'm happy yeah. i'm having all these failures so i can just keep okay so it doesn't work didn't work like this so what am i gonna do now what is the strategy okay and it keeps me going and then you know the reminders my- yeah the reminders to be better right and the failures of you know not succeeding with an audition those are innate like there's part of the business you're mm-hmm. talking more about like for yourself right like things that you've um maybe set goals for yourself that you haven't really um followed through with um or even approached uh that i can understand yeah is it, something why you would feel like devastated because um you owe it to yourself you know what i mean you owe it to yourself to to follow through with those goals no one's going to do it for you um and i think it's very important but again life gets in the way um everyone has their own reasons and um you'll find your way back right it's it's very challenging to make your own content 
Um, my biggest thing, uh, what I advise to you is just be creative about it. Like find something that you can do efficiently and effectively, um, that you don't overthink. Uh, so for example, like this podcast, uh, allows me to create a numerous amounts of content and, uh, valuable pieces that I can share with, um, my audience and the audience abroad. Right. And this is, has been a great networking tool to meet creatives like yourself. I probably never have the opportunity to talk with someone like you because, you know, you're not in my like close circle, right. In Toronto, but um, this platform allows me the excuse to reach out to people like yourself and say, Hey, like, let's have a conversation about your past and your, your future and, and what your experiences have been like. Um, so what I'm saying is that's, what's worked for me. Right. And you might even find the same thing for yourself. Like, Hey, I love to talk to people. I'll create a podcast. Um, I can start on zoom. Like Daniel told me, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but what I'm saying is as a filmmaker, I was always told, Oh, you should make little film clips and like put them up and shoot. And it's like, yeah, for sure. Like it definitely can be done, but realistically um i can only make so many short films in the year and you know i have a job and i have things other things that i want to do creatively uh, and personally so i said what other ways can i put out content and, and put out my brand right um so i'm saying same thing for yourself right like don't think it has to be about acting or performance if you will maybe it's just you create a channel a vlog channel on your day-to-day -day life right and your charisma and your personality uh, gets recognized right and you can use that and sell that to become an actor uh, like um, audition for a character right and use that following as leverage uh, to land a role so that's how I kind of like perceive it is just take you take a creative approach <laughs> you know what I mean I love so, it thank you so much yeah I yeah <laughs> I see no because I see I'll be honest when I was speaking to you I'm saying like aside from whatever you have planned for yourself but uh, I see you doing like some sort of vlog and hi my name's Gabriella like welcome <laughs> to my channel you know what I, mean? I, I see you doing that and everyone's doing it I think you do very well especially TikTok uh, just a minute, you know, you have a very, you know, that I haven't downloaded a TikTok. TikTok. Oh, no. Everyone tells me, Gabriela, you have to download. You have to, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, I'm going to do it. So thank you because you're pushed, like, not pushing me, but you're encouraging me. And I, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, for sure. No, I, I just, I, I see the strengths in people and for yourself, like I, it can be done. You know what I mean? Like I said, just start with one thing and it doesn't even have to be a long video. It's just a minute. Just pick a subject. Like, what do you want to talk about? And just stop, talk to the camera. I sound like Gary Vee right now. <laughs> it's it's essentially it, right? Um, you're an actress. You have a presentability about you. So you'll go far, I believe. It's just about consistency. That's all it comes down to, right? Um, but I've learned that the hard way, right? Like, it's just, it's taken me many years to find my niche. I'm still exploring it. Um, but that's what I meant by like, everybody has a different approach. You just got to find your own. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So before we go, I want to know from yourself, what do you envision uh, next as an actress uh, or perhaps uh, pursuing in another art form? Um, I definitely want to create my own con content. Okay. Yes. That yes. is the thing that I actually wrote for. That's one of the goals this year. For 2023? Perfect. 2020. We'll do a follow-up podcast in 2024. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> We'll keep. I'm serious. I want to. I want to see uh, that TikTok page blow up. <laughs> okay. Okay. Accountability. I love it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I gotta do it because this guy Daniel in Toronto. Who? <laughs> <laughs> it, it all start with Daniel. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'll be the catalyst. <laughs> and um. Uh. I want to book a TV show. I want to book a awesome. TV. It's regular, but you know, that's not like to be a reoccurring character. You, you imagine yourself like a TV series, regular reoccurring character or main yeah. cast. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that is the goal uh, to get there. Um, 
so acting classes even though i have a master's degree i am now taking acting classes there is a place called um school called um they imagine life which is really good i am very excited about being awesome. there um and it's a, it's a good you know you have to keep going and keep the oiling the motor <laughs> that's how you say yeah yeah no, for sure yeah greasing the wheels yeah for sure the wheels um but definitely that about the creating my own content it's it's a big one it's yes a big one. yes yeah. i can it's understand gonna yeah. Require, yeah energy and focus and consistency and action <laughs> yeah do you do you say would you say like it's procrastination or do you genuinely like are you busy because i know a lot of creative no, it, it's balance both. Oh, okay it's both. It's yeah both. okay um, but definitely i am i feel like i already like sat down and, and wrote like wrote wrote yeah it's yeah. gonna be yeah. the path that i want to go with um and yeah it's just now action it's now like okay now let's do it Yeah, I see it happening. Like, uh, and again, that, that's why I I'm very, very empathetic because I'm going through it right now. Like, I have something creative that I have to do right after this, and um, I'm just trying to wrap my head around it. Like, how do I approach it? And I've been through this before, literally, like so many times, dozens of times. Um, I just have to sit down, focus, find the discipline, and I know eventually it'll come at me. And what we what we have to tell ourselves as creatives is it's not always going to be perfect or our, our version of perfect. You know what I mean? Like. Actually, every work that I've gone through in the past, like my that I've put out, I've always looked at and critiqued and, and ridiculed. Like I said, oh, I could have been better. Or like I would have changed that and this and that. But in the moment, I thought it was great. But this mm -hmm. is my point. It's like, it's never going to be perfect. Just do the best you can with it and move on to your next pre item, right? Like your first video, I promise you, is not going to be the greatest. And not because of yourself. It's just when you yeah. are consistent enough. You know, I'm serious. When you're consistent enough and you put it out, right? Like even this podcast, the first episode, if I send you the link, you'll laugh. I was on a couch. It was like fuzzy, grainy, like video quality. I was using headphones that were kept scratching against my neck. Um, I was even talking about like ludicrous topics. Like it was just like all over the place. Like it was like, oh, you changed your tires for your car. How was that a process? Like it just had nothing to do. There was no direction. Right. But I needed to go through that in order to get to this point. And this point isn't even like my optimal um, version of success. Right. So it's like, we just got to keep uh working on ourselves and eventually we'll get there but the first and the hardest part is to just try and to just put yourself at, like just do it um and i see yourself doing it and i, and I see you, you have such a rich uh history and you can be a very ins uh, an inspiration to uh also your community like your background like a lot of puerto ricans and you can talk about like um you know growing up or your experiences and um going going to school usc and what's that been like like people want to hear that content i know i would right And you break it up into a minute clip. Oh my God, you you have exponential amount of clips, right? So just <laughs> just talk, just talk. Put a ring light, you're good to go. Okay, <laughs> I will. I will take that to my heart. Perfect. Open TikTok after. <laughs> no, because I know a lot of actors. Though, like I, I'm thinking, I'm over overwhelmed for you because I'm thinking, oh, like I understand, like she has to figure out a skit or like act and this and that. But I'm like, I feel like you just gotta like put yourself like you have the charisma already. You have the look, just just start talking. I'm telling you, like, just start like talking about a topic you enjoy. Um, make it around the arts, make it around your life. Who knows? And it then you can sprinkle surprising. it. In. Yes, because yeah, it yeah. Is, I've seen other actresses or people just talking about very mundane things and they have 100%. followers. I'm like, oh my God, what I've been doing all this time. And what happens, yeah. And what happens is that they use that that following. Um, because I'm not an actor, but I, I've heard a lot of like actors I deal with. 
Um, they use that following to leverage um, themselves with the casting director or the director themselves to get the role, right? Um, it's a tactic, right? You have to do it. But what I'm saying is like, let's say you get 100,000 followers from TikTok, right? From your little videos on like how to improve and become better, or this is my day-to-day -day life. Um, you could use that in an audition, or they might even look into it without even you telling them. It could just help you. Um, it's a win-win for you, right? Like you won't lose. As long as you like put yourself out there, people will get to know more about you and see who you are. Um, and you might even become bigger than these auditions kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like who's to say like an indie independent film director, like just wants to do something with you, you know what I mean? And then you, they create a, a stunning project and you skip all that, you know, all the gatekeepers. <laughs> so I just, that's how I look at it. But, um, I definitely respect that it's a grind. Um, it's not, it's easier said than done. Um, but I believe in you and I know you could do it. <laughs> I guess. Yes. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Well, Gabriela, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Uh, thank you again for such your uh, insightful uh, journey and your experiences in this craft. Uh, it was a true pleasure uh, speaking with you. Thank you, Daniel. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, so, Gabriela, thank you again for coming on to the podcast. Thank you, everybody else, for listening, and we'll talk soon.